Every business wants to engineer new possibilities, creating revenue, optimizing costs, and scaling technologies like cloud and AI. Start at Deloitte.com slash US slash cloud and find the services you need to get the value you seek. Deloitte. Coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios, this is Old School. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Hour number two, old school, 937 ticket. Thank you, folks, for contributing on the text line. Sorry, here in the text line, 424-645-6685. Uh, we'll effort Jay Foreman uh, as we go. We'll see what this is. I want to thank the folks from E-Delivery, Lincoln's hometown grown delivery service, and tickets only choice when it comes to professional couriers. Uh, the, the, this is simple. Great pricing, effective, efficient. All right? Insurance. Bonded, uh, they'll take care of your, your 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 packages and get them delivered. Most trusted delivery service in all of Lincoln, serving many of the city's well-respected companies. Um, when in need, Eagle Delivery will get the job done for you. It's um, and from the text line, um, <laughs> Mr. Peter said that uh, Mr. Unbelievable said list your list of Christmas songs is great, but you left out one of the greatest, Nat King Cole. No, that's what we closed. No, 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 no. We played Nat. We played Nat two days, two of the, the last two days. We played Nat. Yeah. Uh, from the text that says Jackson was, he also played for the Knicks on two championships, but was injured for the first one. Right. But 11 total. Uh, well done. <laughs> well done. Um, I do want to take care of a couple of things here. Uh, one. Uh, for the folks at Beatrice Bakery and for those nominations. Uh, we did give away two earlier um, folks that called in, and that can still be the case. But we have a nomination from David Jacobs. And the category is first responder military member. The nominee's name, Jay Nutter. Uh, Jay is an outstanding member of the Norris community. He is a veteran that always makes sure that other veterans are not forgotten or overlooked. He is an adult leader of the Boy Scouts of America Troop 64 from Hickman, Nebraska. His son, his son aged out of scouting several years ago, but he has dedicated himself to teaching young scouts how to become good men and women. He's a great member of this community, the youth, his church, and of course, he is a wonderful father. For that, uh, we will put together a care package uh, let's do that. Let's do that for Jay Nutter. Um, also, uh, and again, the stories, the best part of this is we get introduced to people who are doing good things in the community, and it's necessary. We don't do enough of it, but um, we're trying to do our best in getting those things out there. Also, teacher, Scott Middle School, all of the teachers at Scott Middle School, he said, at Scott Middle School, three different teachers have had their fathers pass away within the last couple of weeks. It would be a small gesture to help cheer them up. 
You are correct. A small gesture, big-hearted. We will deliver a package to a care package from Beatrice Bakery uh, to Scott Middle School, and we'll do that uh, next week. And it gets out there, and just our way to letting them know that uh, they're not alone in what they go through. That's not what we do. So uh, there's that. Uh, those are good nominations. You can nominate uh, in the next hour. Get them in if you uh, have somebody that wants. Uh, that you want to do something for over the course of the next uh, next hour, let me know. And we'll see what we can do here uh, in 93.7 The Ticket, see if we can get folks uh, a little something along the way. Um, yeah, so for those two folks, uh, we will have a care package, and I'll get them to Nick, and Nick can make sure that uh, th those care packages are received. So uh, every Friday... Uh, we like to bring in Jay Foreman and have him give us his picks of the week. His picks of the week. He picked the Chiefs last night. They finished well, got themselves a win. Tough ball game, but great finish. Jay Foreman, what's happening? Where are you at? Nah, not much, man. You guys, uh, ear must, ears must have burned. I literally just got off the plane. So, uh, yeah, it's all, everything's all good. Okay. All right. Well, we'll 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 get you through. Now, do you want to call? Want us to call back, and we can do this in the next segment? No, no, no. We're good. Okay. Uh, yeah, we're good. Okay. Uh, let's start. Let's go through it. Nine and four. New England Patriots travel to Indy to face the Colts at seven and six. Now, I think it's going to be a good game. Uh, you know, the Patriots are uh, the most dangerous team right now. Uh, not just you know, not just that they're scoring a whole bunch of points, but they're obviously the best coach and they're, they're on a hot streak. Uh, but the Colts are tough. They're playing, the Colts are tough at home. I'm just not a believer in Carson Wentz right now. Uh, but I do think eventually the, the bubble's going to burst for the Patriots because they always will lose one late in the season. So. But I'm going to go with the Patriots to, to keep on rocking and rolling. Okay. The 9-4 Cowboys traveled to New York to face the 4-9 Giants. <laughs> I'm going to go with the Cowboys, man. I believe in them. I, uh, I think the defense is better than what people will give them the, you know, credit for. Um, and, you know, Dak Prescott's going to eventually, you know, get right. You know, I don't know what, what's going on. He didn't really look good last week. But, uh, you know, I like the way the Cowboys are playing definitely on defense. And they, they had a different mindset uh, going into that game against Washington football team. They looked uh, like they were trying to dominate. And that's not usually how the Cowboys defense in the past years have played. You know, I know Michael Parsons is uh, – you know, the house leader and defensive player of the year, definitely the rookie defensive player of the year. But, uh, you know, I think the defense, you know, continues to make sure. Jay, in what could be uh, – they should be giving away free therapy with game tickets to this to this game. Uh, anybody that's attending this game is going to need therapy on Monday. Uh, for the number one draft pick, the Houston Oilers, Houston, Texas at 2-11, and, and the Jacksonville Jaguars at 2-11 and 11 in Jacksonville. Yeah, I mean, this is the, uh, the good old toilet bowl. And, um, you know, the Jacksonville Jaguars always already have the number one pick of this year with Trevor Lawrence, but they don't need a quarterback. And I don't think anybody, any quarterback this year is worthy of the number one pick. Um, but I think Jacksonville actually has a better team, you know, and I think they're, you know, going to be inspired with, uh, you know, new coach, new vision. You know, Trevor Lawrence said they have some clarity. Uh, so, you know, I think that, uh, you know, Jacksonville wins. I think Houston is just, uh, dumpster fire right now. 
Um, and even if they have the number one pick, I don't even know what they do with it, <laughs> nor do they. So uh, they have to go win this game. Yeah, that's going to be pretty terrible. The nine and four Tennessee Titans travel to Pittsburgh to face the six six and one Steelers. Oh man, you know, just when you think that you know Steelers are uh, you know left for dead, obviously after the Minnesota game they look horrible in the first half. They're going to have to look good, and then Claypool, they uh, Claypool does. Um, you know, Tennessee is kind of laying in laying in the weeds, and they know you know. And, Kansas City's catching fire, and obviously with New England, uh, you know, it's a, it's a race, a three-horse race to get that number one seed. Um, I know they've had some serious turnover in the running back position, but if they can hold the four down until Derrick Henry comes, I like Tennessee. So I like Tennessee's going to win. Uh, I think they're the better team. Um, and I think they're, you know, they, they're definitely going to be pulling away some teams out in their division, but throughout the AFC uh, down the stretch. The three and ten Jets travel to Miami to face the six and seven Dolphins. Oh man, you know this is the uh, angry Jake Sorensen uh, trap game. Mm-hmm. I think they, you know, Miami's feeling themselves, and I think uh, the Jets are going to find a way to win. I'm picking the Jets over the Dolphins in Miami. I think they're going. Miami went into the bye week when they were actually playing good, and they lost the rhythm. And then uh, I think the Jets are going to be the kryptonite. You know. Dolphins have been playing better, um, but I think the Jets are. You know, they're when you're when a team is desperate like this just to get a win, they somehow somebody can go somewhere and get a win. I think uh, you know the Jets and Pretty Boy Wilson get a get a victory. The ten and three Cardinals traveled to Detroit to play the one eleven and one Lions. Oh man, I know Kyler Murray's beat up, uh, and Detroit is, well had been playing well. They didn't play well last week, so. You know, I, think, I like the Cardinals. I like them, uh, you know, more than obviously than Detroit, and I like them even at 10-3 and, and a disappointing loss to a pretty good team in the Rams, but I think they'll get up to Detroit and get right and end up, you know, 11-3. Carolina at 5-8 and eight, travels to Buffalo to face the 7-6 Bills. Well, you know, it's Buffalo. They're a desperation role. They're, they're not quite as deaf on one. They're still – and DEFCON uh, 4.3. So they're entering their way through panic mode. Uh, but a victory will kind of ease the angst in uh, Orchard Park. But I definitely think uh, Buffalo will win this game. Cincinnati at 7-6 and six, travels to Mile High at 7-6. and six. Man, I don't know. I mean, this is a game you just don't know what team in Cincinnati is going to show up. You know, young coach, young, young quarterback, like a lot of young talent. Um you know, their strength is Denver's strength. Um, and then, you know, you kind of want to go down the, you know, quarterback and Teddy Bewater, you know, just when you think he's just a game manager, he goes out there and throws the 300 yards. So um, I like the fact that they got their running running game going. Uh, I think uh, the defense of Denver will give uh, Cincinnati some trouble. Uh, I like the way they play on their back end. And, uh, you know, I think those good fans will pull out of the hat for against those Joe Burrow. So I'm going to go with, the home team in Denver, um, reluctantly, but I'm going to go with Denver. Okay. Another brawl. Six and seven Atlanta Falcons travel to San Francisco to face the seven and six 49ers. Yeah, I'm going to go with the 49ers. I'm actually a believer. I think Garoppolo, you know, when he plays, they play well. Uh, their defense is kind of under the radar, but their offense, I think, is. In our future of cloud survey, Deloitte discovered two approaches to innovation. Those who look at the new technologies and changes swirling around them and wonder what's possible 
and those who use cloud to engineer their possible. Generating new revenue, advancing processes, and sparking cultures of innovation. Learn more about what separates these cloud innovators. Download Closing the Cloud Strategy, Technology, and Innovation Gap at Deloitte.com slash U.S. slash cloud survey. I think eventually Mitchell will get that running game going, and then Garoppolo is just playing good enough. I think the best thing for him is to have a little, you know, fire underneath his butt that, uh, you know, you got the number what is it, number three pick, you know, breathing down his neck and knowing that they want him to be the franchise quarterback. So, um, you know, it used to be him, you know, Tom Brady feels, and now he's getting it a little bit on the other side. So I think he's playing pretty well, and I think they win this game, especially, you know, at home. Ten and three Green Bay Packers travel to eight and five Baltimore to take on the Ravens. Yeah, I think you know this is a game that Baltimore definitely could win. Um, I think Green Bay is playing too well right now. I think they could do it. They're you know the one thing I like about Green Bay, you know that you're gonna have Rodgers and Adams. But one thing I like is they had a little bit of Dylan and get a little bit different identity. You got uh, Jones that's kind of he do it all back. He can run physical, get out of space, screen game, and then Dylan's the finisher. So. You know, I like them. I think they're, they're healthier than, uh, you know, they had been earlier in the year, and the defense is playing well, um, and they're starting to get a little bit healthy. So I'm going to go with Green Bay, even though it's on the road, and, and Baltimore's a hard place to go on the road to win, uh, even with Lamar Jackson. If uh, if there was, the Saints at 6-7 and seven against the 10-3 and three Bucks, not as sexy as it normally is. Yeah, I mean it's usually it's usually uh, you know playing for the the title in a in a, in a game, but uh, you know the the Saints are on the third quarterback. I'm not a believer in any of the guys that they have, uh, so I'm gonna go with the Bucks, man. They're I wouldn't say they're in cruise control, but they're you know playing well enough to win. And the league needs to be on notice because they haven't played a complete game, offense, defense, special teams yet, and I mean for four quarters, so. Uh, that's what they're striving for, and if they start putting you know three or four complete games together, uh, you know they're going to blow through the NFC and get and find themselves in another Super Bowl. Uh, and whoever's coming on the other end is definitely going to be in for a treat. So I'm going to go with uh, Tampa Bay. The Raiders at six and seven travel to Cleveland to face the seven and six Browns. Man, I see that. Um, I'm assuming Baker Mayfield's out, right? Right. Um, and in case Keenum is starting. Which is probably one of the better scenarios to have. You have a quarterback that you know knows how to play, running that run that system, and it's not any different as far as uh, you know the quarterback stature. And so the ball coming out is going to be a little bit different. Um, I'm going to go with Cleveland. You know, I like what they did last week. Um, I like Case Keenum. I don't think there's a big difference between him and Derek Carr. The Raiders are reeling. Um, I think the Raiders are going to come and play well because they got smoked last week. Um, but I like Cleveland's defense more than I like the Raiders' defense. And I like Cleveland's defense more than I like the Raiders' offense. And I definitely like Cleveland's defensive line better than the Raiders' offense line. You know, the only caveat is um, the COVID, you know, affecting the Browns. So, I mean, I think if they have a lot of significant players out, you know, obviously that's going to affect, you know, the outcome of the game. But just on the surface, I like Cleveland. Yeah, they may, I'm, and I'm not even sure that, that their number two quarterback is available. They may have lost one right, yeah. answer. I mean, yeah, they might. I think they just signed uh, somebody just like on Monday or Tuesday. So, you know, this that game is kind of like a 
you know, battle of attrition. He's going to be out there. And, uh, you know, it's just an unfortunate time that they're in um, right now. And with the way the COVID testing and stuff like that, um, you know, it can affect you. And, and so Cleveland's right in the playoff line. And it can affect them one way or the other uh, just based on COVID. So, um, you know, we'll see how the game goes. But I think, you know, I mean, you know, it's affected everything, but it's really hit Cleveland a both. Yeah, it's not fun. Washington's Hard not happening. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's, it's a weird week. Uh, Minnesota at six and seven travels to the four nine Bears. Oh man, um, I'm gonna go with the Minnesota. I think they're playing a little bit better than the Bears. I did like what I saw from the Bears, uh, especially defensively after they stopped playing scared uh, against the Packers, and I liked what I saw offensively from Justin Fields. Uh, but I think, you know, the Vikings are kind of a little bit more of a well-oiled machine. And Kirk Cousins, I'll do, like I said, every week I'll start, you know, I'll give him credit. You know, he's played his, the most consistent team or football of his career so far this year. Um, and they got the the ultimate backpack with the Dalvin Cook, and even on a bump shoulder. Um, you know, he ran through Pittsburgh last week, and he's, and he's had some rest. So I'm going to go with the Vikings. Seattle at 5-8, and eight, travel. To face the nine and four Rams. Oh, this is the trap game for the Rams. Oh, Russell Wilson at the surface, you know the Rams easily, right? But they got DK Metcalf and and Russell Wilson. They're just pretty much Russell Wilson. Um, but I think the Rams are starting to get their stride defensively. I think what they did last week is going to give them a ton of confidence going against a quarterback like Russell Wilson. Um, so. You know, I know the Seattle has DK Metcalf and Lockett. Um, the funny thing is, Lockett's their leading leading rusher. That, I mean, that's crazy. He needs, you know, like what five seven, one hundred sixty pounds. That's a, that, that lets you know the dire straits of the Seattle running game. But I'm going to go with the Rams. They're the better team, um, and they know they got to keep it going on the NFC West as well. So I'm going to go with the Rams. The six and seven Washington football team travels to the six and seven Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, um, Philly got hit with COVID this week. Mm-hmm. Um, Washington as well, but I like Washington better because, uh, you know, look, coming off of that, uh, Ron Rivera is going to have those these guys motivated coming off of, uh, you know, that, you know, poor performance for them last week against, the, you know, the Cowboys. So um, I like Washington. Um, I'm not sure if Heineke is even going to play, I think, because he, he's one of the guys, and he might be out. So mm-hmm. that, you know, that's going to change the thing change some things, but I like Washington's skill position better than Philly's defensive backs, and, and, you know, they're still just people on defense, and I like the mentality of, uh, you know, Washington football team. I think uh, Ron Rivera is going to probably have these guys, you know, batting down the hatches and, you know, us against the world, and we need this, and, you know, it's Philly's fault that they lost to the Cowboys, so forth and so on. Uh, so I'm going to go with the Washington football team. Last night, the Chiefs held off the Chargers. What would you see? I saw the Chargers, uh, you know, the analytics. You know, I know Charles Barkley and everybody else can tell people, man, you can lose some games doing the analytics things. I think Baltimore analytics, you know, bite them in the butt this year uh, a couple times. And San Diego essentially gave away that game. They dominated that game from a physical standpoint. I think, you know, the Chiefs defense have been playing really well against the run for them. And I think they gave up over 200 yards rushing. Um, I think there was probably three, four, maybe even five times in the red zone. The, the Chargers didn't come away with any points. Some on their own doing, going for it because of analytics, especially like right before half. 
um, doesn't make any sense. But, you know, if there's a computer program out there that can help you lose the game, they, they uh, subscribe to it. So they need to get their 1999 back uh, because they can't get that victory back. So, yes, Kansas City, you know, took advantage of it. And anytime you give a champion second, third, fourth, and fifth chances, they will end up beating you. And that's exactly what happened. And then in overtime, um, you know, it was reminiscent of that, uh, like, Nebraska-Iowa game. You know, Chargers dominated the game, you know, from the start almost to finish. And once it started going downhill, you know, Iowa doesn't have a Patrick Mahomes or, you know, Travis Kelsey. But in the same sense, you know, when you give away the momentum, and I'm, and I'm going to say I give away the momentum uh, on your own doing, you end up losing a game like that. And it just sucks because San Diego's always been that team. You know, come on, dominate a game and find a way to lose. And, and uh, you know, there's a lot of angry Chargers, you know, watching, you know, film today. Uh, because once, not only did you lose that game, you know, in the NFL, you lost a division game and somewhat a rivalry game. Uh, so it's almost like you lost a game and a half, you know, the standing and in, you know, the momentum and, and mental, you know, power that the Chiefs have over the Chargers of, you know, you, 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 can, you haven't beat them. And, uh, you know, Rick Flair has, has that saying, you know, and, and to be the man, you got to beat the man, and they haven't done it. Yeah, that, that is truth. Who who gets more credit for last night's win? Is it is that Patrick Mahomes or is that the talent around him? Uh, well, I mean Patrick Mahomes delivering delivering the mail, but uh, you know Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill were getting getting busy, and uh, yeah, given Patrick Mahomes, you know when they were off schedule, he was excellent outside of the pocket, uh, killing them, and you know he was off a little bit. You saw him make some throws that weren't even close. Uh, especially in the first half and the first three quarters, actually. But when it was money time, uh, he got busy. And, you know, I think it was a combination of things. But, you know, to have those type of two dudes, you know, Travis Kelsey's going to probably go be in the Hall of Fame. Tyreek Hill, you know, probably borderline. But he's probably the one, besides Lamar Jackson, he's the, easily the most explosive player, in my opinion, in the league. And the one that makes you lose sleep. Because, you, you look, you saw a lot of times those guys were defended in the 90-something percentile meaning 90-something percent of the receivers or tight ends aren't going to be able to, you know, make or adjust those routes, right, or make those catches on the ball or, or adjust those routes. Sometimes you got to tip your hat. Perfect throw, perfect route, perfect players, and that's, what, and that's the difference in the NFL versus, obviously, high school and college. Uh, there's guys that can beat perfect coverage, perfect defenses, and against some pretty good, you know, corners and players on that defensive side. Now, I will say this. Um when uh, James was out, you know, from – or when he was in the game, Travis Kelsey had one catch. And when he was out of the game, Travis Kelsey was, was destroying it. So, I'm the defensive coordinator from the uh, San Diego Chargers. I'm making sure that old number 33 is in the game every time Travis Kelsey is in the game uh, because I like my chances. And he's, and he's shown uh, that he was able to play, you know, either zone or man pretty good against him. All right, Jay Foreman, appreciate you, brother. Get off the road. Get get yourself settled in somewhere, and we'll holler at you later today. All right, man. Jay Foreman, Husker Hall of Famer. Up next, it's Nick's time to shine. He's got his list ready. Christmas songs. Get in the mood. Get in the spirit. We'll see what Nick has to offer. Up next on Old School. Watch Old School live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Old School with DP and Jay. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Wendy's two for $6 lets you mix and match some of our best items. Like... 
<gasps> Dave single with a 10 piece crispy nugs, medium strawberry lemonade with a spicy chicken sandwich, spicy chicken with a Dave single, Dave single with a strawberry lemonade, strawberry lemonade, strawberry lemonade. If you're into that, chicken Sam, crispy nugs, crispy nugs, strawberry lemonade, Dave's, Dave's, nugs, nugs, Sam, Sam. Whew. Pick what you want at a price you want. <clears throat> Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's two for six. For a limited time, price of participation may vary at U.S. Wendy's on the card only. Single item at regular price. On Deloitte's OnCloud podcast, my co-host Mike Cavus and I talk with innovation leaders to explore how they use cloud engineering for new possibilities for their organizations. Join myself, David Linthicum, by subscribing to OnCloud wherever you get your podcasts.